My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. My wife comes from a family of devout Buddhists, and that's good news for me, because that means that my in-laws are patient, forgiving, and kind. And I know that's not something that everybody marries into, so I take comfort knowing that I married into a Buddhist family, and that means that I have much more patience than the average person is given. Now, a few months after my wife and I got married, we were posted to Thailand, and we loved it there, despite the heat and the mosquitoes. And a big part of what made living in Thailand great was that the national religion is Buddhism. That means everyone, from waiters to soldiers, policemen to bellhops, everyone is devoted to being patient, forgiving, and kind. Now, don't get me wrong. You still have to watch out for the periodic scam artist or a pickpocket or a gang of beggars on the streets. But... The vast majority of other people there are working hard to build good, positive karma. Karma that they build by treating others with kindness and grace. Now, living in Thailand as a foreigner, especially as a Westerner, comes with a sort of crash course in Buddhist fundamentals. And one of those fundamentals is understanding the Buddhist religious texts. The texts come in a series of books called sutras. There are many sutras, but the last book of the Buddhist sutras is what's known as the Lotus Sutra. And the Lotus Sutra is considered by many to be the most important of all Buddhist sutras, containing the final teachings of the Buddha. The Lotus Sutra is considered the foundation for many Buddhist sects including the Nuturin Buddhism sect that my wife, her family, and 12 million other devout Buddhists follow. Now, there's a story inside the Lotus Sutra that I had never heard before and that I want to share with you today. It's a story of knowledge and sacrifice, and it struck me the first time that I heard it because it so closely aligns to the lessons in espionage that you and I have been studying this last year. The story takes place in the middle of a harsh winter, high in the mountains, in a place nearly void of human life. And high on the mountain, there's a cave. And inside this cave is a boy living alone. Now, only in a Buddhist story would you find some young boy living alone in a cave by himself on a mountain in the winter. But... If you can suspend disbelief with me for just a moment, I want to share the story itself. This boy's name was the Boy Snow Mountains. So inside this cave is a boy named the Boy Snow Mountains, living alone on a mountaintop in the winter. And this boy lived to learn. And the story says that he had learned nearly everything that there was to learn in the known human world. But what he had not learned was the law of the Lotus Sutra. And he had not learned it because he did not know the law existed. He had never had a teacher. He had never had a way in his life that crossed paths with Buddhism, with the Lotus Sutra. 
Well, one day, a horrible roar erupted from in the woods, and the roar spoke the first portion of the Lotus Sutra. Now, the boy Snow Mountains, hearing the terrifying roar, also heard the words that were spoken and realized that he had never heard that teaching before. He had never heard those words before. So despite the fear and the cold, he went out in search of that roar, in search of the knowledge that came inside the roar. Over time, he found the source of the noise, a large, angry demon roaring deep inside the woods. And the boy Snow Mountains asked the demon about the words that he was speaking. He wanted to know what the words were. He wanted to know what they meant. The demon answered that he was speaking the Lotus Sutra, the law of the universe, the one and only path to what the Buddhists call nirvana. The boy Snow Mountain asked why the demon was roaring in such anguish if he knew the path to nirvana. And the demon said that he was roaring because he was hungry. As a demon, he could only eat the flesh and blood of wicked men. But on that mountain, he had no wicked humans to eat. There was only the boy Snow Mountain, and the boy Snow Mountain was wise, not wicked, and therefore the monster could not eat him. The boy asked the demon if he could teach the boy Snow Mountains the Lotus Sutra, and he insisted that he had to learn this knowledge that he had never heard before, even if he had to learn it from a demon. But the demon rejected the boy's request. I am too hungry to teach you, boy, said the demon. I may starve to death without food. The boy Snow Mountain could not imagine letting the knowledge of Nirvana die with this demon, so he made a deal with the devil. He said, teach me the Lotus Sutra, and I will write it upon the rocks and the trees here where we stand. And when you complete your teaching, I will give you my body to eat, to sustain you. Now, the demon had only ever worked with wicked people. So the demon doubted that the boy was being honest. But then the demon realized that there was no wickedness in the boy Snow Mountains. There was no deceit. So he agreed and he began to share the law of the Lotus Sutra with the boy Snow Mountains. The boy recorded every word he heard. And he wrote on the rocks and the dirt and the tree bark all around him. And when the teaching was complete, the woods where the boy and the demon stood were covered in markings. The knowledge of the Lotus Sutra, the path to Nirvana, the law of the universe, was recorded all around them so that others passing through these woods could learn the truth. And when it was all done, the boy Snow Mountains walked over to the demon, climbed the tree next to where the demon sat, stood on a tall branch, and leaped towards the demon's mouth, intent on fulfilling his promise. Now, according to the story, the demon transformed in that moment into the god Chakra. Chakra is the king of the 12 gods of Mahayana Buddhism, believed to be protecting our human world. 
So the boy Snow Mountain did not actually die by being eaten by a demon. He was instead saved by the god Chakra and gifted enlightenment, the ultimate form of knowledge, according to Buddhists. And he was granted enlightenment not only for learning the Lotus Sutra himself, but for being willing to sacrifice his life for knowledge that could save other people. It was that story of sacrifice that really caught me and made me reflect on the men and women I've worked with at CIA and in other secret intelligence organizations around the world. Even today, while I sit here celebrating nearly 30 lessons that you and I have shared about espionage in this podcast, while we have sat here learning thousands of silent professionals go on living their life undercover, working to collect and share knowledge that can keep people safe. They live and they work all over the world, serving their country and their country's allies, willing every day to sacrifice everything they have to keep us safe. And they make that sacrifice in secret. They are like a boy alone on a snowy mountain, standing face to face with a demon. Reflecting on their sacrifice, I've decided that it's time for me to take a trip for the next season of the Everyday Espionage Podcast. I want to take a trip over oceans and across continents to find my friends and my peers still serving in the field. I know they can't talk to you in their current positions. They're covert. Their names are protected. Their identities are protected. But I can speak to you, and I can bring you to them. I've been fortunate to teach you over the last year, but it's time to learn the truth from the mouths of demons. It's time to hear what those men and women on the ground, still serving in the shadows, have to say. I've been fortunate to serve with some of the most impressive spies that the world will never know. And they come from different backgrounds. They have mastered different specialties, but they all have knowledge to share. And as I speak to them, they tell me that they are ready to share that knowledge with you. So if you are ready to learn from them, stay tuned for season three, a project that I'm calling The Ground Truth. Let me take you on this trip around the world. Let me put you face to face with the men and women that I've served with so that you have a chance to hear from their own mouths what they have to teach so that you can see the lessons that you've learned this last year from me come through in their own words. There will always be secrets, but the knowledge that we share is the way that we serve. And that is Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everyone will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. Find me on social media at Everyday Spy or on my website, everydayspy.com. If you are up for a special challenge, Visit everydayspy.com forward slash operations and join me for an authentic spy training mission. And above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom. <laughs>